of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So I'm really excited for today's episode because this is a milestone for Tea with Janae. We have our very first repeat guest. Braun is back, and I'm so excited. Um, I love that guests want to come back on big first for us. So welcome back, Bron. Um, I can't wait to have more of our previous guests return this year um, to discuss new topics and ideas uh, to help you guys out. Uh, so yeah, let's get started. Uh, we're chatting with Bron Hansborough, uh, or better known as Bron the Flower Guy, all about ways we can restore our ethos as wedding professionals in 2021. Now, I'm not going to lie, you guys, I had to look up what ethos meant and I can't wait for you to listen to how Braun simply explains it and makes it a very tangible idea for us to use as we start this brand new year. So a little bit about Braun is that he has uh, devoted his career to navigating clients through the creative process and transforming their visions into exquisite events since 2014. He provides bespoke design and styling experiences for weddings and events of all types. Braun deeply values his interactions with his clients and peers alike and understands the power of making connections through design. His motto is, we don't sell flowers, we sell experiences. He's also begun um, his educational journey and there's a collective he started and there's more information in the show notes and at the end of the episode. So he'll tell you all about it. Um, You just have to listen. But I'm excited that he's back. Also, um, a little bit of housekeeping before we begin today's show. I wanted to let you guys know that Tea with Janae is looking for sponsors just like you. Yep, you heard that right. Tea with Janae is now accepting sponsorships and partnerships for the podcast to help promote your work. So we love uh, partners with brands that align with our brand mission, which is, of course, to educate wedding photographers to build a profitable business um, of their dreams. So if you're an educator, if you sell products, services, or more, um, check out becoming a sponsor. You can visit tbhna.com to find out more and apply online. So we can't wait to hear from you guys. All right, uh, let's get to the good stuff. Let's get to Braun. Um, You guys, let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You just have to keep focus, keep your focus. You know, I like to do affirmations yes. every morning. I like to write out my goals every day um, because I like to keep it at the forefront of my um, thoughts. So even when I'm working, it's the working on the background. So I think, you know, you just kind of have to make it a daily practice. Yes. Um, and, Absolutely. and do the work. So Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Oh my goodness, Bron, this is so great. I could talk oh, to you for 10 same hours. Same here, about same this. here. <laughs> and maybe when we have a solid 10 hours, we can try to carve out that time. Totally. Well, we meet there in person, we meet in real life. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much for being here. It was a joy to have you back yes, again. It was a it was a pleasure yeah. being here, and as your first repeat guest, um, it is always a pleasure sharing with your audience, and it's always a better feeling leaving this conversation with you or conversations with you than it was coming into it. So, thank you so much. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you. Well, let's tell everybody how they can find out more about yes. you online, your works that connect on Instagram. And I don't know yes, if you're teaching I, or let's tell everybody yeah, what absolutely. you're doing. Well, right now I am, I am on the same quest. Um, maybe a little bit further along the road, but I'm on the same quest of making sure that I stay in touch with who I am. So right now in this season of downtime, I am focusing and encouraging everyone else to follow me on the journey of restoring your ethos. And you can certainly do that by following me on my Facebook group called The Village. The Village is an inspirational Facebook group geared to address the needs of all event professionals. It's not geared to florist photographers, it's geared to everyone, where we can share in each other's wins and support each other in our lows. So if you wanna stay encouraged and stay inspired and on the journey of restoring your ethos, please join The Village on Facebook. You can also find us on other social media outlets, primarily Instagram, and Twitter. So if you'd like to come aboard and join me on my journey, these are the ways to do that. Also, we're always offering mentoring opportunities through my educational platform that can be found at theflowerguybron.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have Bron on the line. Can you say hi? Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me again. It's such a pleasure to be on today. I know. I'm so thrilled because you are our first repeat guest on Tea with Janae. Yay! Well, well, you know, when I heard that that was the fact, I was even more elated to come on and share. So it's, it's a pleasure to be a first and to be welcomed back. Oh, I'm so excited for today. But before uh, we get started, why don't you introduce yourself, say hi to everybody, and tell us a little bit about how you got started. Well, certainly. Well, first of all, Happy New Year, everyone. I know that by the time we play the recording, it won't quite be the new year, but it's new year right now. So Happy <laughs> New Year. And I want to I wanna tell everyone that, you know, outside of being the flower guy, Braun, I, I am a wanderer of the world. I am a person who is looking to build relationships and understand not just my client, but my fellow man. And I think that on that quest, and because I'm learning so many things from people and experiences, I'm able to show up so much better as the flower guy Braun. So conceptually, I am the person who is trying to understand the concepts and make concept more reality. So that that's who I am really outside of the florist and the flower guy Braun and the speaker. So I think that's that's a little bit more in depth of who I am. Yeah, I love that. And yeah. how did you and how did you get started? Yeah. yeah. So I actually got started in the industry a little bit like most people. I think a lot of us come from different backgrounds. And in my case, I came from education. So I went to school to become an educator and then I forwarded my studies or advanced my studies and, you know, continued down that track and became an administrator in the public school system. And eventually, although the work was rewarding, I realized that I was not in a place where I was fulfilled and I wasn't really serving my inner being. And so I decided to take the leap into entrepreneurship and I decided to launch a business and that business happened to be florals. Now, no, it wasn't a matter of, okay, I woke up one day and tossed a 
coin and said, okay, am I going to be a florist or a painter? No, I had been dabbling in flowers for a couple of years prior, both for my home and for friends. However, you know, never really considered it as a professional career. And so I took the leap and decided that I was going to give myself the vote of confidence and trust the gift that I was given. And ever since 2014, officially, I have been the flower guy, Bron. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So I'm excited to talk about today. I thought it was such an interesting idea and topic. Um, We're going to talk about ways that you can restore your ethos as a wedding pro uh, going forward in 2021. But before we get started, I had to look up what ethos was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's one of those it's one of those words you might hear in 12th grade, maybe in college reference here and there. And, you know, it goes in, you might remember it for the moment and then it kind of goes out. And I think that that's why we're out of touch with it. So I'm glad that you didn't know it. Because I think that like you, many people don't know what it is, but once we get a good concept of it, I think it'll be much easier to navigate, especially times like now. Yeah, definitely. So the definition for everyone listening um, of an ethos is the characteristic spirit of a culture, error, or community as manifested in its beliefs and aspirations. Woo, man, let's break, unpack that, right? Yeah, you let's know, dive right? in. Let's unpack it. So I want to make this, this word, this concept so simple to mean what makes you, you. It's, it's the characteristics that are the essence of who you are. And that person, when we nurture that being, is able to show up in our businesses as the flower guy, Bron. And so when I am making sure that I am honest and true to who I am. And when I start appreciating that no one else can do but me. And so that is what ethos is. So even though the dictionary makes it a little bit more complicated in its most simplistic state, it is you, the essence of you. Gosh, I love that. (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah. So, okay. So now that we all know what ethos means, (laughs) how does this pertain to us as wedding professionals? Well, you know, working in an industry, I have learned that our inspiration industry, pictures and blogs and catalogs and magazines, everyone is constantly being flooded with inspiration and business owner. And I want to now challenge that whole concept that we have to do what the industry tells us to do versus what makes us unique and special. And the thing that got us into this industry and what makes us an individual uh, business is the essence of who we are. And so I want us to get away from all of the distraction and the vibration and the things that tell us to be something else when we know or even if we don't know, we have to get to know and get in touch with that inner person because that's our authentic being. And when we're in touch with that person and aligned with our ethos, we can perform at a higher caliber in our businesses. So that's how it pertains to event professionals. We have been misguided. And I think that in a season like now, where there's so much uncertainty, getting back to the basics is what we're all looking for. And and getting back to a simpler way of finding joy in our own creative creativity and finding 
piece and what makes us special as event professionals. And I'm just really excited to teach more of this concept because I believe that going into this new season, things are going to be reimagined and much different than they were before. And it's important that we have the tools to be able to finesse our way through a much uncharted territory and landscape. Yeah, this is really hitting home for me. I, I feel like, you know, we've, we've been in like a hard season, especially oh, yeah. as a wedding professional. Absolutely. Um, and now we're in a new year and a new season. And I, I love, you know, this whole idea of going back to who we really are and making things even more brighter, more yeah, special. Absolutely. You know, you know, more ourselves. And just to piggyback, you know, I think we can all relate to scenarios where, you know, our industry does not have, you know, mostly like, you know, CEO level, vice president level, director level. We're all solopreneurs. So when you think about even terms like we use loosely like luxury, you know, in our industry, we're all aspiring to this, this concept of where we should be. And it really can can destroy the essence of us and it, it allows us to be di distracted rather and to get off track. And so I really want us to pump the brakes and to reestablish our why. And again, coming back to who we are as, as people on the inside of the person, not the business face, you know? So right. it's just so, it's also interconnected. I love that. So, so how can we even begin to restore our own ethos? Well, you know, there's several different ways that I have learned through practice that has helped me get back on track. And before I even share, if, if I have a moment, before I even share what you can do, I want to tell a story that I think many people will relate to as to how I lost my ethos. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. So of course, yeah. So the just floor to, is yours. Yeah. So just to kind of walk you down memory lane and what my experience like it was like, so that you know, if anyone else can relate, they'd understand. So just like many of you, I was in business for several years, and my business was growing by leaps and bounds. Every year, we were more profitable, we were more practical, and we were more functional, and things just felt good every season, better and better. And then I got to a point where I was starting to question my value. I was starting to question, you know, the strength of my work and, you know, if I should have had certain platforms and certain opportunities. And I wasn't feeling like I was as good as I should have felt based on the work that I have done and based on the effort that I have put into building my craft, because I believe that we should think positively about ourselves. I think I may have shared at one point, you are what you eat, you know, and if you eat positivity, then you become positive. And so I've, I've worked really hard on some of these concepts, but, you know, what ended up happening is I started to give the value to magazines and publications and and people and i was allowing them to establish my value and starting to you know look down at myself and then eventually that just wasn't okay anymore and i decided you know something has to change and then i did a fast from social media and then i started to really do some exercises, which leads me into your question, you know, what are some things that you can do? And so the biggest concept that I share that you can do is something that sounds much more difficult than what it is. And that concept is called cognitive restructuring. And it's simply that we're changing the way we think. And through cognitive re 
re restructuring, we're then able to get to a place of wholeness and mindfulness. So the process of cognitive restructuring involves three steps. And the first step is to process and ask yourself, what in the world just happened? What just happened? Ask yourself that, process through what just occurred. And then I want you to think about how that situation made you feel. Because thinking about feelings versus the reactionary side of it allows you to analyze the situation much more critically. And then lastly, I want people to apply an alternate, alter, alternate ending. So what I mean by that is I want you to insert. So say, for example, you're in a dialogue with a fellow event pro. Maybe it's a vendor that you've never worked with. And the vendor says something that you're not exactly sure how to take. So you, you, you're not totally offended, but you're like, okay, I don't know how to feel about that. I, I don't know her that well. We've all felt that way before, right? So instead of resting and settling in the space of, I was just offended by said person. I want you to maybe input another scenario and say, perhaps that person meant that. Or maybe, you know, this is the way that person communicates. And because we are not in close proximity often, I don't know that trait about that person. And then I want you to think about how you feel after you've applied a more positive spin on the situation. And so through cognitive restructuring, I really feel that it helps you to slow down and not be so reactionary. It helps you to be mindful, which is actually another practice that, that is another technique that you can use to help you restore your ethos through mindfulness. I want you to slow down, again, all of the vibrations that are in our heads. And I want us to really put intentional thought on what is happening around us, how we feel about what's happening to us, and then a step further and to think about your own thoughts about your own thoughts. And it's a level of mindfulness that is a little deeper than just thinking about how you feel, but your thoughts about your feelings. And then lastly, reflection and meditation. I really want people to get in a habit of slowing down. Again, I've mentioned slow, slowing down quite a few throughout this conversation. And I want them to start looking back on their days and applying cognitive restructuring tools to their day and scenarios that they've had with people. And then that meditation period where we just quiet our minds again and just focus on our inner thoughts and our, our wellness and our mental well-being. So those are a few things and a story that you didn't ask. ask look, <laughs> so it's like a two-piece snack, you know? So you got it all. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it hits home in a lot of ways because in 2020, you know, our industry was really affected and is still it. still continuing to be affected in 2021. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the way that we look at how that affected us could either be positive or negative. And for me, I look at it as a positive. Um, it was positive because of the time that we were given that maybe, you know, we definitely would not have had if it was a normal year. Absolutely. And going back and restoring, you know, my ethos and not really knowing that's what it's called, but working on my mindset, working on my, how I feel, how I communicate, how I process things Absolutely. is really um, made myself appreciate the things that I have versus the things that I do not have, you know, that Absolutely. looking at the positive ways. And, and I, I love what you're saying because 
we we're all about like the hustle, right? Absolutely. The hustle culture and booked and busy, right? That was that was that was yeah. the thing to be, right? And I think now yeah. we're all questioning that. Yeah, and I think that's the positive uh the positive thing from last year. It's like, wait, is that really making me happy or is that what other people think Happiness would make me happy? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you went through that where you were more cons- at one point you were like, oh, I want to be featured here. And then it's like, is that really what I want to do? Absolutely. Or is what I really want to do, find time to manage my schedule better to be with my family more? Is, right. is that what I really want to do? And I think when you take a step back and you slow down, you'll find that 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 your life, livelihood is not your life. And so creating that boundary and establishing those parameters so that you can get back to some of the things that are not business related that fulfill you. And so throughout this time, you know, that's what I've been focusing on. And I, I want to be clear because I think that, you know, in this conversation about putting a lot of positivity towards a year that will probably go down as a what a anis horribilis, you know, like it was <laughs> like one of the worst years ever for a lot of people, depending on how you look at it. But I think even in your frustration and disappointment about how the year did not go, applying these thoughts to how you feel, even if it's sadness and regret or grief and mourning the loss of a business, applying a different thought to your reality will still turn out to be much better for you in the long run than it would be to just settle on frustration and anger. Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. And I, I'm like, I think we need to make a billboard of that. Your livelihood is not your life. life. Yes, it's not. Oh my God. Yeah. That's incredible. Like I'm like, we need, that needs to be a a big poster board. Yeah. And at least a (laughs) t-shirt, a t-shirt for you and I, right? Yes. I love it. I love it. So one of the definitions of an ethos is about aspirations. Um, You know, how do you maybe suggest people listening can sort of figure out how do how do you find your aspirations? What if you're in in a dark place and and you don't have anything to look forward to? You know, that's that is a great question and I'm glad you asked it because, you know, I think it's one thing to have conversations at the at a high level assuming that we're all in the same place. And so I'm really glad that you mentioned what about the folk who are in a dark place, who don't see any hope or any light at the end of the tunnel? What about the person who has lost their business throughout? More so high level, right? What about this person? So I would say that no matter where you are, whether you're feeling okay or whether you're feeling down, I want you to start putting words to your feelings. I want you to start assigning words and talking out your feelings because it'll be impossible to dream and aspire if we still have the baggage of what isn't or what wasn't or what we wanted prior. We have to totally slow down and reimagine the future. Reprogram our minds from the previous business mindset that you were in, the previous practices that wore you out, that did not fulfill you, that was not serving you, the prior sources of inspiration that made you feel inadequate, uncreative, and undervalued. I want you to assess all of those different spaces, and I want you to reconcile them. I then want you to start speaking to yourself as though you were. I want you to start telling yourself, 
I am creative. I am smart. I do have value. My idea, although may not have been brought out in that previous business that may have failed, maybe it's meant for this idea to be birthed through another business or through another concept or through a partnership with someone else. I want you to start talking about your new reality as if it was already taking place. Because the work has to start within. We have to start healing, we have to start reimagining, and we have to start rebuilding from within. It's almost like the concept of Pilates. And um, and I joke because one of the things that I've done throughout COVID is I've started on a health journey. And for me, Pilates has helped me build from the core out. And so I want you to apply that Pilates workout mentality and strengthening those core muscles and those core beliefs about yourself, those core thoughts about yourself. And I want you to build there. And then we can start with the outside work of bringing the concept to reality. But if we, but the first work is within. I love that. Love that. Oh, I love that you took out Pilates. Oh, yeah, That's awesome. Great. I love it. <laughs> So while we so when we're in this we're doing the work we're putting down our feelings we're 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 saying goodbye to our old business or and we're thinking up a new one is there anything that we should avoid like are there things are there pitfalls yes, to this yes, process and I think that the biggest pitfall in our industry is the comparison game I think that mm-hmm. the comparison game um, although an uh, industry that is visual that has to be visually driven let's acknowledge that the wedding and events industry has to be visually inspired because people are paying for inspiration that they cannot come up with so we have to create it but I really want to caution you creatives to not be dissolved by the comparison game, because that is what comparing does. It dissolves your value. It dissolves what makes you special. Even if you were feeling really great about something that you just created, maybe it was a caterer, a dish or a presentation style that was innovative. If you're a florist, maybe it was an arrangement or a new armature that you're the first to come up with as if any of us are the first to come up with anything. Or maybe you're a photographer and you switch from digital to, uh, you know, um, yeah, I don't know what it's film. Um, Thank you so much. Bail me out. <laughs> you know, we all have these 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 different you know avenues. So just kind of you know exploring these different ways of of, of doing things. I think you know we really can 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 start to settle and and to come up with you know the new way of doing things. So as you're doing this, you know, it's just important to stay on track. Don't fall into the comparison game. Make sure that you continue to explore new mediums for you. You continue to inspire you. You continue to be the judge and the juror of how well your work presents and be the only and most valuable voice in your critique. Yeah, I love that. It's so powerful. I think this is like uh, bringing up memories when I used to work at Kate Spade. I used to work at the corporate uh, office and I was there for 10 years and I loved it. Um, but then there was a point where I really hated it. Um, I, I went to school for art, graphic design. And in that time frame of working at the company, I was like, what did I used to do that made me really happy? And I'm going to do that again. And it turned out to be uh, photography and horseback riding. Yeah. So in doing what I used to love to do as a teenager, I found who I wanted to be. 
when I had lost my way. So I think what you're saying, so it so resonates with my own story because if I hadn't gone through that journey of um, going back to school for photography, starting my own business and one day, you know, getting the courage to actually quit and leave, I wouldn't be here 11 years later um, with Janae Kirshner photography you know, and still through a pandemic, yes. <laughs> surviving. Still surviving, isn't that something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's, it's and great. it's good to hear that you you had begun the work, whether or not you had put words to exactly what was happening. You had already started some of these processes, and I'm sure we're not the only ones who who started some of this work. And now it's like, oh, that's what I was doing. I'm on the right track. Yes, you're on the right track. Yeah, yeah, and I think. When when we're speaking, hopefully people listening will be like, oh my gosh, I'm doing the same thing. I didn't have a term for it, but now I know that I'm working on my ethos. I'm working on finding myself yeah. and what makes me happy. Absolutely. So, I love- so when you told us in the beginning that you were on this journey and you started this work, you know, how long do you think it takes for someone to like get back to themselves, to find themselves again? You know, that's a good question. And I think that the only way to answer it is going to be Based on the individual, I think, depends on how low you are, depends on where you're feeling and, and, and what where you need to go will determine, you know, how long this journey is. And I think that even if this journey is a lifelong journey, that is okay, because it is a, a, a development journey. And as long as we're living, we're constantly developing. So if the person never fully, fully gets to, you know, the nirvana place, that's okay. Like, I don't even know if that's expected. I think that as long as they're applying the practices and moving forward and advancing how they feel, and they're able to be more mindful and intentional about serving their own mental health, I think that that's fine. So I think we we get into trouble when we start to assign dates to things and timestamps this stuff because what happens when we don't meet that expectation then we feel like inadequate again so i just want to encourage everyone to inspire themselves and just to continue to do the work awesome cool and all this information's in the show notes so you guys can just swipe up right now click on the links and say hi to braun and find out more about the village i'm yes, excited i can't yes. wait to find well, out i more. look forward <laughs> to welcoming everyone and thanks so much again for having me You're welcome. Anytime. I hope to have you on again. I look forward to it. Well, that's it, you guys. Thanks so much for being here and listening to today's show. I hope you liked today's episode. I want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to our guests. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your tips and tricks and invaluable advice. We love you guys. Be sure to check out all their links and information in the show notes. You can find out more about them and their services and give them a shout out online and on Instagram. If you're listening, take a screenshot, share it with your, um, in your Instagram stories, tag at Janae Kirshner and I'll share it in mine. Can't wait to hear from you guys soon and share our next cup of tea together. Bye. Thank you.